When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Hey, this is kind of cool. Watch this. It's Let's 20 see. pages. 20 pages. 20 pages. All yeah. on one topic. All on one topic. Wow, that's pretty cool. Um, that is a tiny little snippet from our Talking Real Money video cast on YouTube. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that was you speaking. I kind of recognize the voice. And every single, they have closed captioning now on YouTube. Gosh. They do it for you, and every word you spoke was read by the computer and typed on the screen entirely accurately. Thank you, Ooh. YouTube, for for being able to understand Tom, because the rest of us yes, are having issues finally with it. someone someone understands it, <laughs> and no one understands me. And to think yeah, sure. it's a computer, mm-hmm. the thing that he hates more than anything in the world. <laughs> I don't know about that. You're working on being a strong number two, so keep okay. going. Okay, I'm, 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 that's where I usually land, is right about number two. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome. Uh, by the way, I, I it's, is this a holiday? It's not a holiday, right? Every weekend, apparently, is a holiday in America, yeah. so what could you okay. say? It's not a holiday sure for us, a reason. so yeah. we're here. I, I, we're, we're like, if you're, unless you're listening to the podcast on Monday, we're actually just here with mm-hmm. you. To do something incredibly, ridiculously important with you. You get to participate. And that is talk about money. How you make it, save it, invest it, spend it, plan for it. Avoid being ripped off by people who are trying to take it from you. And a whole lot more. And to participate in the program today... All you need to do is find that device that makes phone calls. It's not just a text machine. No, you can actually speak with someone on it. Did you know that? Ooh. Kids, not did, rarely, did you, but yes. Kids, did you know you could talk to people on your phone? <laughs> My kid doesn't, but Just yeah, okay. voice to voice, not video, uh-huh. but voice to uh-huh. voice. All you do to talk to us is just, ready, if there's a thing called a phone number, and you, on, on your phone you hit that little green thing that looks yeah. like... Well, I'm sorry, you don't even know what that is, do you? That green thing that looks like a sideways U. Yeah, it says phone. Um, That's the phone. Mm -hmm. And and you just dial these numbers. Ready? Dial. (laughs) I'm sorry, you don't know what dial means, do you? I'm sorry, kids. Push these buttons. 855-935-8255. And if you look really closely at your little phone dialing apparatus there... You'll see that 8255, there are little tiny numbers un- or letters underneath it. And those yes. actually spell T-A-L-K. Woo! Like as in... Talk. Talk. Talking. Wow. Yeah, that's what we do. Wow. Okay. I'm Good. done. I'm done. McDonald. Tom, that, that's that guy over there in the, in the model military museum. No, I'm moving the- outside today. I'm going to be in my WT pool. WT yeah. pool. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't go for the 52-foot one. I can't believe it. 
Because I, I didn't want to make you do laps. You said if I got the 52-footer, you'd come over and, and do, do laps, laps in it. Do laps. Hey, um, and Tom, by the way, did you watch the video cast this week? I don't think I did, no. Uh-oh. There, there's so much good stuff in that that I put oh. in there just for Tom. And he hasn't even watched then it. Then I will go. Then I will go back. I will I go back. I put stuff. Just I went to a lot of work to make this one okay, special. Okay, now for you're you. going to make me feel. I will go back. I then. can't believe Fine. you didn't watch our video cast. Jeez. Good lord! Come on. That's just the way he is. He doesn't care. <laughs> love me. Anymore. I wouldn't say that he either. Love me anymore. <laughs> um, Priorities. All right. Here's what we're going to talk about right now because we know okay. you're all out enjoying that 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 that. Incredible Late Seattle arriving. sunshine that that the yeah. whole the area is known. I, that's why they call it the Sunshine City. Don't yeah, they? Don't right, they call sure. it that? Those four days every summer. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so we're going to talk about something that's that's really important, which is a topic we talk about a lot. But we're going to talk about maybe the most important part of this process. Uh, we're talking about retirement. But quitting. we want to we want to talk about yeah, one year you're quitting work. And you yep. need to live off of other sources of income because nobody is going to take care of you. Your parents are dead. I'm sorry. You have to take care of yourself. Either they're dead or you're still helping take care of them, probably. Yep. So you, you got to do this on your own. And, and we keep doing dumb things. So we're going to talk about how you do smart things. One of the things last year before the market fell we got lots of calls and lots of notes from people saying, uh, my broker or my advisor or my friend is saying I should get in these great dividend stocks. You know, Which is what? What does that mean? Dividend stocks. Stocks that pay dividends every quarter. And, you know, there are some stocks out there that are paying, you know, 7% dividends, 8% dividends. They're saying you can live large on these things and the risk is low because these are big companies. Let's talk about that risk. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch guaranteed. That's V E S T O R Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And look. Just like that, we've come back. I'm Don, that's Tom, talking about money, dividends, actually. And uh, there was a great temptation last year to buy into individual dividend stocks or dividend stock mutual funds, because last year, short to intermediate term bonds, high quality bonds, were yielding 1% or less, less in most cases. And so investors are out looking for a better income stream in retirement. A lot of people bought dividend stocks or dividend funds thinking that they were going to create a really impressive dividend stream where, you know, last year you could have, you could have gotten into, uh, T. Rowe Price or Whirlpool or Invesco and gotten a dividend of about 3% per year plus these big solid companies. Yeah, and here's the thing. Uh, you, and we got to make sure we say not just dividends, but big dividends, right? These are companies. Big, well, it's three or four lots. times. Yeah. At yeah. The time. Four, four, four percent or five more. in some cases. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, the numbers are kind of astounding because, <laughs> uh, Whirlpool, you just mentioned down 25% with, well, no, 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 wait. Yield. That's the net, net after the dividend. After Your the dividend. Your net return yeah, right. after the dividend yeah. is negative 26%. Wait a minute. How safe was that dividend? 
and then the T Row Price Fund. Down no, T Row Price, the company. That's the company. T Row, pardon me, T Row Price, the company down thirty-seven point two, et cetera, et cetera. Simon Property down thirty-three. There, there's this is the there's a free lunch somewhere. This is the I can make money, I can pay myself somewhere without worrying about it, and it's not true. High dividend paying stocks generally are riskier. Because generally, well, they're stocks. <laughs> they're they're and their 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 dividend is higher because their price has gone down. Gen not always generally, but sometimes they pay them out big prop big dividends for other reasons as well. Remember, when you own fewer of something, you're taking more risk. This is not an easy strategy. This is not one that we recommend, nor would we recommend it today either. Um, so this is it's, it, but I find it. Strangely familiar because I've heard this many times before. Just own this group of stocks and you'll make plenty of money and or then, get plenty enough return yeah. to, to pay and, a and, bill. And the, the reality is you cannot. What kind of a how are you feeling right now if this was your source of dividends? Bingo. If you built this as this is why we, we we want you to create these really, really stupidly diversified portfolios to you. They feel stupidly diversified, but in the long run, they end up being brilliantly diversified. And you end up feeling better and doing better. And we're going to talk more about that during the course of this hour. But let's head for the phones. 855-935-TALK is our number. And Lisa is up. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to the program. Uh, hi, Tom and Don. Uh, thank you for taking my call and for all that you do. Thank you. What can we do um, for you? Well, I'm calling from Portland, Oregon, and I have three questions, if time permits the three questions. Sure. Um, Go ahead. The first one was about, okay, the first one was about bonds. Um, I'm rethinking the placement um, for my bonds, um, and originally, originally my plan was to have a mix of tips of short and medium term treasury bonds in my tax advantage account. And now I'm reconsidering that and thinking of buying them directly from treasury direct to avoid fees. And I was just um, curious if you see any pitfalls with this idea, excluding taxes. Well, it depends on where you're going. Okay. At treasury direct, obviously you're not going to pay what we see in this industry a lot where people don't understand there's difference between the bid and the ask. You end up paying a fee to get that bond. If you buy them directly from Treasury Direct, yeah. it, you get rid of that. That's good. The bad news, frankly, is that if you own a Vanguard bond fund, uh, the aforementioned tips, you probably get it at, I don't know, a few basis points, Don. I mean, it's very, very low. It's very, fee. very, very inexpensive. And, 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 and yeah, yeah, I think you're going to get to the problem. And that is you've got to create a buying discipline, which most people can't do and don't do well. It, you, you, and you don't end up with a much, as much diversification, et cetera. So yeah, but here's the buying discipline issue because the way the, what's great about a bond fund. A short intermediate term bond fund like Vanguard or Fidelity or any of them have these very inexpensive short intermediate term bond ETFs even, which are much cheaper. What's so great about them is that as bonds are maturing, as their, the, the one year bond that you bought is maturing at the end of the year, they go out and automatically rebuy at the longest maturity to replenish the portfolio and the yield goes up. With your own Treasury Direct account, you are going to have to be so disciplined 
that the minute one of your bonds matures, you immediately have to buy another one. And I don't know of very many people who are that disciplined. We tend, well, one, it takes a lot of work, but two, it takes a lot of intestinal fortitude. And I will just add, go ahead, and Lisa will take your next question here in a minute, but I would add that the reason that we own bond funds, you can own bond exchange-traded funds or mutual funds at an exceedingly low price. Number two, you get professional management. Number three, as Don just said, the work gets done every single day so that you do not have to do it. Go ahead. And, and one more thing real quickly. BND, the Vanguard Bond ETF, costs three one-hundredths of one percent. That's all. Yeah, I, I realized I was, what they I call was basis pay points. about four, four basis part points. I realized that. I was, I was just thinking why well, pay it when I don't have to pay it because because that four that four basis direct. points is only again if you've got a 4% bond it's a it's 100 1/100th of your yield um so therefore that that is it worth the yes. paying a little <laughs> bit for them to do all the work for you and it is you've got to believe me as somebody who used to work in the trenches, buying and selling securities, it's even for individuals, it's work. You got to sign in on a regular basis. You got to pay attention. You've got to overcome your emotions and, and, and uh-huh. force yourself to go ahead and buy anyway. Laddering can work, but laddering is work. What's your next question? Okay. Good, good, good answer. Um, the next question has to do with selling my home. So I own my house outright. Um, mortgage is paid off. And was planning on retiring in 2023 and selling my home at that time. Unfortunately, the market may go down, but that was my plan. And um, my partner and I are waiting um, to get married until I turn 60. And that's for survivor benefits from my ex-spouse, potential. Um, so I would file and suspend on whatever whatever social security is higher. Um, my question was, is it calendar year that I sell my home um, that matters to get the fi- um, married filing jointly amount of $500,000? Yeah, it, 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 I tell you what, we've got to take a break real quickly, Lisa. We have to take a break. A uh, couple of things there, but we'll, we'll cover those after this. 855-935-TALK, our phone number. Tom and Don are talking Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. All right, we're talking to Lisa. She's got a couple of questions at 855-935-TALK. Um... Talking about selling her house. First thing you mentioned, though, was filing and suspending at age 60. And they've changed the rules when it comes to file and suspend. Yeah, they got rid of that unless you're born. I think it's prior to 1954. I, I realized that that was I was talking about survivor benefits. And that's oh, survivor. Oh, oh okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, misunderstood. Okay. Right. Now, as for the yeah. house. Yep. Y- yeah, you're married filing jointly if you're married in the tax year. 
Okay, so it because doesn't matter about the anytime, date. Anytime, anytime, anytime. Okay. No, because anytime. Yeah, anytime during that year because you're you will you will be have been considered married in that year because you were married in the tax year and you're allowed to file as married filing jointly in the in April of the following year. Okay, and Don perfect. does that on okay. weekends. He's an officiant, so if you need any help there, he could show up and No, marry actually you. my brother got that got that fake license to marry Hard. my daughter or something. I I don't know. I don't do that. Wait, your brother married your daughter? Yes. That's, not wow, no, he officiated. Ah, okay. Jeez. Just want to be careful there. That's all. all right. Sorry. Oh, when you have one more, Lisa. Right, Lisa. What else? What else? <laughs> one, one, more. one more. Um this is this may be a little longer and you may not be able to answer this, but um Okay. Do you have time to ponder the success of me not outli- not outliving my money if I retire in June of 2023? And I can give you some background if that helps. Well, sure. Um, um, why take a shot at it? <laughs> yeah. How much money do you have? Um, well, let me start from the beginning. I have a pension at 60 that's going to be about 3,200 a month and with cost of living mm-hmm. adjustments. Um, I have 80-20 stock bond allocation, um, 25% is in a Roth, 75% is in a tax advantage account. Um, I'm low on cash. I have about $10,000, but I'm building up my cash bucket now. Um, um, I have a paid off mortgage. Mm-hmm. Um, my cost of living expenses, I've already Anticipated at sixty thousand dollars per year, I will take my Social Security at seventy, and my partner will be at full Social Security age this this December. Um, but we'll delay. He's still working. He's going to delay as long as possible. Mm-hmm. So and so that being said, of that sixty thousand dollars, his Social Security and my pension will cover pretty much all of that sixty thousand dollars. And I'm planning on taking two percent out a year. For my retirement funds, and I two percent of the of the. You yeah, called this question in online. I answered it yesterday. I'm pretty sure it was you. Oh, okay, okay. Well, but that's you okay. Know, I mean, it's, it's, you you are gonna. How much money do you have in your investments? Yeah. Well, one point four million. But yeah, that, you're fine. Being said, I I do my um, net worth statement. December at the end of the year, in mm-hmm. December of 2021. So I'm sure it's gone down. I bet it's gone down 20% at least. That's okay. How much do you have outside of your retirement accounts, your tax advantaged accounts? Total amount. Of, total money. But, well, I, I have uh, I have a um, a Roth. Outside of the Roth. Probably, oh, outside of the Roth. That's where I was. Outside of the Roth. Cash. Po- that's where I but no, I mean in brokerage sure. accounts, in brokerage accounts that are not under an IRA umbrella. A zero. Oh, okay. So your one point four million is entirely in retirement accounts, correct? It's in between twenty five percent Roth and seventy five percent tax advantage account. Are those IRAs? Yeah. Okay. Well, you could just take two percent per year out of those accounts because you'll be over fifty nine and a half, and um, let and then wait till you collect your social security, and that should take. Care and you of may the not want to wait. You may not. Yeah, you may not want to wait on social security until seventy if you have no income between sixty and seventy. That'd be the kind of thing to get a 
plan to look at all that or whether or not that is optimal because it may or may not be, frankly. But that's that's a sideshow in a way. Don's exactly right. If you have one and a half, basically, and you're only going to take 2% out of that a year, that's a pretty healthy number to add to the pension and the other benefit. I think you're going to be fine. You cannot. I cannot imagine a scenario, any scenario. I don't care how aggressive your portfolio is in which you would run out of money before you run out of life. Thanks for the call, Lisa. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. We're here. We're here. We're here to help you. We're actually here. We're physically in the rooms. Tom being in the museum, me in the Florida <laughs> studio. Uh, and if you haven't visited the uh, Model Military uh, Aircraft Museum, <laughs> you won't the get Museum to. Museum of Modern yeah, Military Aircraft. Permanently. You, you've missed out. You've missed out. It's one of those rare, rare moments. You when can you, see it, though, online. You can. If you go to watch yeah. our video cast, that's in fact, right. you it's can right even. There. If you go to the latest video cast at Uh-oh, YouTube yeah. or TalkingRealMoney.com, you, no, you can actually see Tom play with one of the planes. Oh, God sakes. Remember, That's you not did, one of the planes. That That's was not plane. one of the planes. That's it's a, plane. a plane. but not one, It's not one of the planes. It's a plane, and it's in your, okay. it was in the museum. Okay, fine. Okay. Go watch. That's pretty exciting. <laughs> and to, to date, I have not fixed that. It's sitting on the workbench. i got to do that. Would actually. you get busy? I know. What kind of curator are you? Hello, everyone. Don here, Tom there. This is Talking Real Money. We're so glad you're there. We're trying to help you get through life a little bit better. Just like Lisa, she's trying to plan. This is what the idea for the hour was. How do you plan for income in retirement? Because it is a process that requires some planning. Well, and Lisa brought up a, a great point, like, okay, I need to supplant my income in relatively soon, my regular income. Does this kind of work? If I wait on Social Security, I take the pension, and I have these other assets to live on. If you're only drawing out 2% a year, then, yeah, your portfolio should survive, but it depends on how that portfolio is invested, right? Because if you have it all in CDs paying 2% and you're drawing out and inflation, then it won't work. You can see that pretty clearly. But there's a few other things you really ought to think about. And by the way, when I meet with so many of you, and thank you, by the way, for those of you who now filled up my Saturday mornings. Uh, hey, you offered. Wonderful offer. I you know. offered. So, uh, <laughs> I know. Got out of bed today. I was like, oh, that's right. I got meetings. Uh, I'm always astounded the number of you, and, and I know your heart's in the right place, but sometimes you're your finances aren't, you don't know how you are invested. Mm-hmm. You got to know that. That's number one, especially as you get closer to retirement. Number two, and you've harped on this, Don, and I think correctly so, know what rate of return you need. Not, rather than Oh, yeah, please listen carefully. The word need modified yeah. that. How much income do you need? Yeah, and, and again, Lisa was like, well, I'm 80% in stocks, 20% in bonds because – I want to make a lot of money. I heard that a little bit there. Well, that's great, but do you need to make that much? Are you willing to accept the volatility, which is my number three? Know the volatility you have to face to be in that portfolio. In other words, this is a good year for that, to discover that a bit, right? Because the S&P 500 is down 17%. 
A 100% globally diversified portfolio is down 14, but here's the where the rubber meets the road. Meets the road. A 60-40 portfolio, 60% in stocks, 40% in bonds, is down 10.3. Let me say that again. A mix, a balanced portfolio, if you will, has lost 10% year-to-date, which is not abhorrent. We've had worst years, but the thing that's been unusual this year is stocks and bonds are down. Intermediate-term bonds down about 10%. So stocks have gone down, bonds have gone down, but you need to know what you can handle emotionally, financially, and then sort of how that fits into your plan. I find most of you do not. you got to have that. It's just something you need to be completely aware of, especially if you're in the retirement red zone of, let's say, five years before retirement. That's, those are absolutely critical. You got You have to know those numbers. Yeah, and um, I want to do a little contrast and compare here, something that my kids did in school. We we didn't do that when I was in school, but well, I was in school that, back yeah. in the dark ages when, you know, we actually I would have failed. We had we had chalkboards and things. Right? <laughs> we, want you to make that sound for you? Okay. Yeah. Um, the You just mentioned 60-40, a balanced yeah. portfolio. Well, mm-hmm. dimensional funds, a, a company we really respect, they invest yeah. internationally. They use a lot of the same techniques that we believe in. Um, they have a 60-40 mutual fund, 60% stocks, 40% bonds. They have a fund. They do. Um, One fund. One fund. And its yield is... That you can't buy, by the way. No, 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 no. I'm just using this for comparison purposes. No, you can't say, buy the, the fund. public, the public can't buy. buy the, you have to get it through. They an don't have an ETF version yet. But they I'm trying. I, what yep. I, the point is, as I'm, you know, looking back, we talked about the dividend stocks at the beginning of the yep. show, where mm-hmm. before the crash, they now, now their dividends are quite high right now. But before the crash, their dividends were three to four percent. Um, and you mentioned that the total return on a balanced portfolio is was uh, just a loss Down of about ten percent. Yep. Yep. Well, the DFA. 60-40 portfolio has a yield right now of 1.74. And when we get back, I'm going to tell you how much it went down. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. We're talking about creating income in retirement and how you go about doing it. And one of the uh, one of the things that we want you to focus on is the broad diversification that helps bail you out of rough times more often than not. Even though there's no such thing as a perfectly balanced between risk and return portfolio. There's no way, in other words, to make good money and take no risk, have no volatility. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I, the other thing is that we need to think about is people have a tendency to look at their investments and think, well, how is this going to pay me? I am a believer in a what might be called a total return mm-hmm. philosophy. That is, you build the right portfolio, and then when you rebalance it, you sell things, hopefully, that have gone up, and you pocket the difference, or you rebalance your portfolio to the things that have gone down. That has not worked this year so far, but being balanced has worked better than just simply using a dividend type. It, it of has, and that's the point we wanted to make over the course of the hour. Earlier in the hour, we talked about a number of popular dividend-paying stocks. Who th- these are stocks with great dividends, the you know three, four, five, even six percent on some of them, but their net return in 2021 so far 
in these many cases we mentioned, uh, Invesco, Whirlpool, they were, they had negative total returns in the 25 to 30 plus percent range. That's Pretty a significant. big hit. So yep, that is it, compare that with the Vanguard. Let's compare that with the Vanguard balanced index, which is, which is one fund. It's designed to be balanced between stocks and bonds. U.S. and, and they international. Do the work for you. Yeah. They do the work for you. You don't have to do anything. You just put the money in there. And, yeah. and in, by comparison, you, you didn't get the kind of yield, but we're looking at total return. Remember, yep. total return. The total return on those individual stocks was a negative 20, 30 plus percent. The, the return on the Vanguard balanced index so far in 2021 has been a negative 15 and a half percent. 2022. 2022. I yep. forget which year it is. That's okay. The return on the globally diversified, a little bit more small cap, a little bit more value, DFA 6040 portfolio has been a loss of 12.8 percent. And so on the, done a little bit better. And on the portfolios that we manage, we've been around. Mm-hmm. 10 plus something percent negative. Yeah, a little, little, just a hair over 10, which is, again, all of the things you would expect. Because, because of diversification. Yeah, and be, and more specifically, the one part of the market that's done almost the worst globally is the Standard & Poor's 500. And this is, again, not surprising because we talked about this, and we'll spend a little more time next hour, well, that the five stocks that sent it straight up last year have in many ways gone straight down this year, and that's one of the dangers of a concentrated position both in those stocks and in just the Standard & Poor's 500. That is 500 stocks. We want you to own 10,000-plus because that's worked out better over the long haul. And it's very interesting. I read an article today that was at Market Watch, but I found it somewhere else so I don't have to pay Market Watch, which I refuse to do. I should find the article somewhere <laughs> yes. else. Uh, Mark Holbert, a good friend, wrote a piece. that He interviewed a guy who's had a system for – a few years <laughs> that is has been accurate in predicting long-term future returns of the, of the S&P 500. I don't want to say the stock market. I want to say the yep, S&P 500. Yep. His forward-looking prediction, and you know we don't believe in these, but let's just play for a minute. Let's just play pretend. We're going to play make-believe. Let's believe we <laughs> believe this. He said for the next 10 years, the the net negative return for the S&P 500 will be about 3.5% per year. Now, that Wait on the minute, face of the it, S&P will lose 3.5% a year for the next 10 years? That's what he's saying. Wow. That's what that's he's saying. Fairly negative. But we need to take something into account. One, he's predicting the future, and he's kind of negative. Two, this is not something we've never seen. We saw a very similar scenario, and you all were there for it, unless you're under 12 years old. <laughs> or 20. Let's say 20. Well, okay, but, I mean, they were there for you part of there, it. You were there, but you weren't paying, you weren't paying attention. attention. Okay, under 20. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, when the, the S&P 500, for 10 solid years, 10 yeah. years averaged a negative return between yeah. 2,000 in 2010. Now, by the way, does this sound familiar? It followed an era where the S&P 500 was the dominant index. Right. The 95 through 99, all you had to do was buy those 10 tech stocks, and they went straight to the moon. And then what happened? The moon set and the West the moon set. disappeared. The moon I crashed mean, and burned. The moon crashed because it was – so, again – 
portfolio concentration is a bad idea. But at the end of the day, what you're really saying is, well, no, when but, you retire, but, but, there's but, no panacea here. Yeah, I also wanted to make this point, though. If you had, which was a very typical portfolio of 60% stocks, international stocks, and 40% bonds, that balanced portfolio that we talked yep. about, you get this. You made 6% per year, and after adjusting for inflation, you made 3.6% per year. In the lost decade. In that lost decade, because yeah. you diversified. This is why and, we harp and, on this. Yes, And, and you and. didn't wake up one day and say, I'm going to retire, I'm going to put it all in div- high-dividend-paying stocks that are going to take care of me, because... Those stocks have periods of horrible performance, just like you've seen recently, and that is a concentrated position that uh, is just riskier than you need to take. I'll put well, it that way. Yeah, I mean, think about this. This was one of this was a very, very bad period from 2000 to 2009, into 2009 or beginning of 2010. It was a very bad period for stocks. It scared a lot of people. That a lot of people thought the world was coming to an end. A lot of people who owned a lot of stocks went to cash either in 2000 or in 2008. It was frightening to invest in that period it was awful we lived through it however those who built these diversified portfolios with stocks and bonds and u.s and international not only did they live through it they could have pulled out five percent per year and still grown their money yeah that's a very good point by the way because you hear all these things about the balanced portfolio. The 60-40 is dead. The 4% withdrawal rate is kaput. All the, it's over. If it didn't and, die in the lost yeah. decade, then yeah, it, exactly. I mean, it's going to take a horrible scenario to kill it. So getting lost isn't enough, apparently. No. Getting lost is not enough. Yeah. Zombie apocalypse is really pretty much the only thing I can think of. That's uh, it's no meteorite. Meteorite. Well, no, it's got to be a meteor. Meteorites. Are yeah, you mean not big enough. I don't no, know. it's got. I'm the thinking. Right place. I'm thinking asteroid. I, if I'm it hits asteroid. you on the head, a meteorite's enough at your age. Oh, if you hit me on the head with a hammer, that's enough at my age. I'm, I'm out. I was just making fun of you because yesterday people may or may not know it was Don's birthday. Please don't so. rub it in. Okay. <laughs> and he's still able to celebrate it by eating on his own, yeah. which is good. Yeah. Yeah. With his own teeth. Um, yeah, the only good thing about yesterday was we went out to dinner. Other than yeah. that, it was a really awful day. The AC's broken. Dog <laughs> was just... sick. <laughs> this is this is not your brightest birthday, but that happens. You got to fight through I... those because you hope next year's better. That's all. Not not a chance. No, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> not celebrating it not next so... June, huh? I am okay. done. You know what? They were fun when I was like under twelve. <laughs> oh yeah. Sure. Oh, they were fun. You know, you got Good to time. go to Elitch's, all that stuff. All right. Uh, 855-935-TALKS, our number. Be right back. Don and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry. We can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And you know how we discussed the uh, the need for understanding your portfolio? You need to know what you own. 
what you own and what you should be owning, but mainly if you kind of get a clue for what you own, you can start planning for the future. And one of the ways you can really figure out, and I know it's confusing. When you look at it, you go, I don't know what I own. I don't get it. I got all this stuff and I don't know what it means. What you can do is set up an appointment with one of our advisors at Vestry by Appella. These are people that, that have worked with Tom and me for ages and they will help you free. We're not talking about just a consultation. We're talking about free, no sales pitch. Just go to vestry.com, vestry.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or security. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. As you keep the lawyers happy.